Welcome to the Dirt Show brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we're going to have a little fun on the Dirt Show. I'm going to be joined by flagman and race driver Logan Kelly. We'll also hear from Chad Weirs from Weirs Machine, Don Masters talking about the upcoming Fairmont Vintage Car Races and the Fairmont Raceway Archive page, plus Alec from the Winstead Napa Auto Parts store right after a few words from our sponsors. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's Speed the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, Smart cookies use cookies. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507 527 1020 Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. Napa know-how. High temperatures can affect the life of your battery, but don't sweat it. This month at Napa Auto Parts, get a $20 rebate with the purchase of a AAA Premium Napa Legend or Legend Premium Battery. Feel cool all summer long with the AC Pro Ultra Synthetic Refrigerant. Now, just $37.99 at your local Napa store. Napa, a proud sponsor of the Gopher 50 at Deer Creek Speedway and a proud sponsor of the Dirt Show. At participating locations, does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price is not available in some states. Rebate restrictions apply. And July 31st, 2022. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507-451. 1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our stores, a great place we call Miners Outdoors. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it, we help you mow it, run it, or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back to the driver segment here on the Dirt Show. And today I'm joined by driver and flagman, Logan Kelly. Logan, let's go back to the early years. How did you get introduced to racing for the very first time? 
Well, when I turned five years old, my parents thought it was the right idea to buy me a go-kart to mess around in our yard with at home. We played around with that for a couple of years, and then uh, we lied about my age when I was seven and said I was eight because we had to be eight years old to actual race go-karts at that point. We started racing Jackson every week on their go-kart track. It just kind of spiraled out of control from there, I guess. <laughs> Your dad, Jim, I only had an opportunity to meet him once. He really enjoyed racing and everyone involved with racing. Absolutely. He never raced himself, so he just was helping people when I started racing go-karts. And with everything that we did, racing cars and moving up classes and just the people that we got to meet. And then when I started flagging, Dad always came with me to all those races that I was flagging. So he got to meet a lot of people. And I don't really think he met anybody at a racetrack that he didn't get along with or didn't like. And just really grateful that I was able to spend as much time with Dad racing as we were growing up and as I was. Even after I got into flagging and got Ashley into the race car, just going everywhere with him and being around him. He just had a really positive attitude about life in general and racing as well as everything else. So it was just really a fun time to be able to spend as much time with him as we did. I agree. I don't think your dad ever met anybody he didn't like. And that spawned an interest in you in collecting and preserving pieces of area racing history. And what I've heard from some other sources is you have a pretty awesome collection. Yeah, absolutely. From a young age, every kid wants an autographed driver card. I started collecting driver's side, passenger side doors off modified. And we ended up with some pretty cool ones. When me and Ashley got married and moved into our house and she made me go through some of them, I think we counted 65 of them at that point, all the way from 1994 Kelly Triad cars and mid-90s Denny Andersons all the way to mid-2000s, late-2000s Mike Sorens and stuff. So we had everything in between, hobby stock, stock car modified, got a sprint car wing hanging in the shop right now. So a little bit of everything. And when the Casus County Egg and Motorsports Museum started doing their auction stuff, we were able to donate a bunch of really cool ones to that auction to kind of help them raise some money down there for a good cause to go back into that museum. And I hung on to a few that meant something to me. I have a Denny Anderson one sitting out in the garage here still hanging up that he's autographed. I think that was from his Casus County Speedway Championship car, which was late 90s, if I remember right. And I got a Mike Spaulding door, Kelly Shryock door, Jason Cummins door that's pretty neat from back in the day. So I've worked to deal with Chad Meyer a little bit to loan some of them to the Casus County Museum when they want to do something with them but it's kind of neat to look back and have some of that older stuff, too. Speaking of history, you live in a racing town, Fairmont. There is so much history surrounding that track and all the drivers in that area. Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty lucky to have a racetrack in our backyard, and this whole area where fans and competitors and officials, and we, we all kind of get spoiled, I think, by the amount of racing that we can do, and Fairmont's no different. You look back at some of the drivers, you know way more about some of the older stuff than I do, Clay, you're way better at that than I am, but just growing up, from what I remember going to races, were Gary Shumsky and Doug Hilson racing over here, and Gary and Denny Anderson having their issues and going back and forth, and Chuck Reagan and that whole crew, and then you get into the grass balls and Kim Floors and all the stock car guys, and thankfully, we have somebody who's taken over the racetrack again this year who's really working hard to turn it around and get it back on the map to kind of what it was back in the day, because it would be a real shame to see another big half-mile racetrack sit empty. I know we have Steel County Fairgrounds over in Owatonna. That was a beautiful racetrack back in the day. Unfortunately, it sits empty now, and we'd really be ashamed to lose another one. What do you remember about your very first race as a race driver? 
Oh, our very first race was 2003. I was 12 years old, and we built ourselves a novice Hornet back when they used to have a novice Hornet and a Pro Hornet class at Joe Ringsdorf's racetrack. And we went out, and somebody gave us a car that didn't run when we got it. Dad got it running. Looking back at it now, we were really slow then compared to what we're doing now but we had a lot of fun ran fairly well and then that summer i had leg surgery actually and had to miss most of the summer then we came back later in that year in 2003 and won the bob triumph memorial at fairmont in a novice hornet which it was a novice hornet now some people might not look at that as a big deal but that trophy still sits on my shelf i'm looking at it right now here in the basement and as a 12 year old kid winning a triumph memorial was a big deal to me then and it still is just really grateful to be able to have the opportunity to have like we talked about dad a little while ago, have him put all the time and effort and dollars into it when I was a kid so I can go out and have the fun. How long did you race hobby stocks, and what are your favorite memories from the hobby stock division? We started racing hobby stocks in 2008. We started the year before I graduated high school. We bought an old Craig Gray chassis from a guy in Buffalo Center, Iowa, and we had absolutely no idea what we were doing in a hobby car. And went out, made laps, blew up a motor the first year, got that out of the way right away, and then we got into some pretty good equipment for the next couple of years, from 2009 and 2010, and had some really good races, had a couple big wrecks in there, and we raced hobby stock up through 2012, and we did a sport mod stint for one year in 2012, and then went back to the hobby stock in 2013. Probably the best memory that I had in that hobby stack was a night that we should have probably won and ended up breaking, but we ran three wide with Justin Lunenberg and Shannon Anderson up here at Fairmont for the lead for 10 of the 12 laps, and we actually had a distributor come apart with two laps to go, and I feel that we gave one away that night. I think we were better than those two that night, and that'll always be something that I remember is running next to, at this point now, they're both national champions in the hobby stock division, so that was probably the highlight of our hobby stock racing career was running with those guys. Your wife, Ashley, she is a huge race fan, a race official, and a former racer. How did you two meet? Because she's a special lady. We actually met at a racetrack. How about that, Clay? We met at Deer Creek at the Fall Jamboree in 2011 and kind of just hit it off from there and started talking back and forth. And one thing led to another, and I convinced her to move to Fairmont with me, and she's never left, thank goodness. So it's always neat. Two racers, you know, we're both big into racing. She raced go-kart for a long time, even before she met me. So it's kind of neat to be able to meet somebody that has the same interest as you and is so passionate. Her passion for the sport matches mine pretty well. It's been a good uh, a good time, that's for sure. Did you ever get a chance to race against her? Because I bet she thinks she's faster than you. The only time we have raced anything against each other was at the indoor go-karts up in Burnsville at Pro Karts. And she wrecked me. I'll stand by that to this day that she wrecked me for the win. And I have not let her live that down yet. But no, we never raced together on the track itself. She probably would have beat me because she's not as aggressive as I might be and did not make the mistakes that I usually make. Both of you have seen firsthand how much destruction can be caused when a car loses control going down the front stretch of Fairmont into turn one. That was a scary night, I think, for everybody. Actually, uh, I think that was the 2017 season. She was running for the Lady Eagle Championship and was leading at that time. That was her 50th night of the year. And she got hooked 
in the right rear coming down the front stretch in Fairmont turned it head on into the wall. The left rear hub broke off the car and it dug in and I think we counted either eight or nine rolls total that night. Thank goodness. It landed on its wheels, number one. And number two, all the safety equipment that we put in, even in a sport compact that she was running, there's a lot of safety equipment. The cage held up, did its job. That cage is actually still in a car today. So the cage did its job. The Simpson seat belts, the full containment seat from Kirky, helmet, all the neck restraints and everything all did their job that night. And she was able to climb out of it just fine. Had a little bit of a concussion, took a couple of days off of work just to get better from that a little bit. I think I was probably more worked up about it than she was. I'm kind of a bigger guy playing, and I ran a long way that night to get to turn one. I didn't realize the car had ended up that far down the racetrack when I took off running towards it. At that point, I was committed, and I couldn't stop in the middle of the front stretch. She was more worried about me when I got to the car than she was about herself. When and why did you get the urge to start flagging? When I was a little kid, like eight or nine years old, Toby Cruz was flying at Fairmont here, and I got to go up and fly hot laps with him one night, and I had to fly hot laps with Doug Clark in Fairmont one night, and I thought that was pretty neat back as a kid. Fast forward a little ways, we get to 2013 or 2014, and I started spending some more time with Grant Oxfig and flagged a race at Mason City for Grant, and then he had me start helping him at Clay County Fair Speedway in Spencer, and one thing kind of led to another, because Houston County Speedway had switched to Thursday nights, and they were looking for a flag man, and thankfully, Grant recommended me for that job. And uh, thankfully, I'm still at the Casus County Speedway week in and week out. That one flagging job led to a bunch of other things, and flight at Elsa, Jackson Motorplex, Fairmount. I flight a lot of places. Boone Speedway still weekly today, and Super Nationals, obviously, is a big deal for us. Thankfully, these places keep calling me back and keep letting me come back, and we have a lot of fun doing it. It's a good way to be involved in the race program still and not necessarily have to have a car and still get to see everybody, spend time doing what you love to do. And like I said, I'm just I'm very grateful for the opportunities that Grant offered me up, basically, to flag Algona has led to. Can't thank him enough for putting those doors for me. Without him, I probably won't be flagging races today. Your son, Hendrick, that little boy has changed your whole life. You really have some great times together. He also had some health scares when he was young, but he looks like he is doing well right now. Yeah, when we were 20 weeks along with Hendrick and Ashley's pregnancy, we found out he had a heart condition called Petrology of Hello, which is basically four heart conditions wrapped up into one. Kind of an overwhelming thing when a first-time parent hears that your kid has a congenital heart issue. But thankfully, the team at Mayo and Rochester found it early. They had a plan to fix it. And when he was three months old, he had open heart surgery to fix that problem. And knock on wood and thank God for everything that he does. We have had no issues up to this point after having that heart surgery. The biggest thing that we have to do every year because of it is yearly trips to the doctor for a checkup. So that situation could have been a lot worse. When we were in the ICU after his surgery, you see a lot worse. And realize that no matter how bad your situation may look right now, somebody probably has it worse than you. And so there's definitely no pity party on our end for what we had to go through because we can handle it. We've been raised to know that God has a plan no matter what that plan might be and whether you know what that plan is or not. But he took care of us then and continues to take care of us now. And we have a lot of fun with Hendrick. He likes going to the races. He woke up a couple weeks ago from a nap and asked if he could go racing. So we decided to go racing that night too. So we have a lot of fun doing a lot of things with him. Racing is just one of them. But we're pretty lucky to have, for the most part, happy and healthy, almost three-year-old now. As a flagman, you're in charge. Everyone focuses on you to start and stop the race in case of a crash. You really need to be mentally focused whenever you're on that stand. Yeah, 
I don't think everybody can do that job. I take a lot of grief. I'm the guy who gets yelled at for a call that gets made. And, you know, most of the time that is me making that call. But we have corner workers. We have race directors up in the booth that are helping make those decisions, too. But I knew what I was signing up for when I signed up to be a flag man. And not every call is an easy call to make. And sometimes you just plain get one wrong. But it does take a lot of focus to do that. That's why I, up until this year, we haven't been running the car very much just because I've been focusing a lot of time on even just watching video during the week of other races that I wasn't at or, you know, you see a call that got made somewhere else or a replay of a wreck or something. And you watch that like a football player watching film from a game or whatever. And you try to see where you made a mistake and how you can make sure that mistake doesn't happen again the next time. And even when we make a mistake or miss a call or something, we're still human. We're not going to be perfect all the time. But we try our darndest to do the best job that we can every time that we're out there. We'll always err in the side of safety. If there's a you know questionable anything, we're going to make sure nobody gets hurt first and foremost. I'm sure no one has ever complained about a call, right? I know when yeah, I... No, that never happened. I don't think anybody's complained about a call since Thursday. When I asked Kevin Opime if there's anything I should ask you, well, I have you on the show, and he said, tell him he needs a pair of glasses. Yeah, you know, uh, me and Kevin get along pretty well. I think every flagman that's ever flagged to Sioux County Speedway or Mason City has had to black flag Kevin at least once, and I'm no exception to that. But Kevin will be the first to admit that uh, if he had a black flag coming, he'll come and tell you that he knew he had it coming. But if he feels that he didn't have it coming, he will also be the first one to tell you that you were wrong and that you messed up. But just so Kevin knows, I actually have an eye appointment later this week getting new glasses ordered. You also have a great sense of humor and a really good spirit. How did the idea for the pie-in-the-face contest come about? I can 100% tell you that was not my idea, and I was not a fan of it, but we do that fantasy NASCAR league every year on the radio show that I co-host down in Algona, and the loser each year has to do something terrible, and I've hosted the radio show for two years, and I've had to do something terrible two years in a row, so I'm not very good at that, apparently. But, you know, thankfully, the pie that we ended up doing raised a bunch of money for the Sioux County Cancer Foundation, I believe is what the charity was that I ended up going to. We ended up raising over 500 bucks for that, so I guess I can take a really disgusting pie to the face. Claim, let me tell you, it was a really disgusting pie. It had mayonnaise, it had caramel, it had tuna. It was not a pie that you want to serve at Thanksgiving, let's put it that way. But I guess if we're raising money for a, a good cause like that, I can take one for the team again and again. As a flagman, you are exposed. Flying rocks, chunks of mud, I know, will even sometimes get winged up in the grandstand. And one night we were sitting there watching you get off the flag stand, walk out on the track looking at a part, and me and my brother are like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And you reached <laughs> over and picked it up, and I know you regretted that. Yeah, every once in a while you get something that's hot or something. Or, and I caught a rock to the finger down at Boone on Saturday. I think I might have broke my pinky finger, but all part of the job, I guess. I do carry a pair of gloves in my bag for flagging now in case we get in that situation where I have to pick up something top. Thankfully, at the racetrack that I flag at, for the most part, the flight stands are low and to the ground there. So if you have a bumper or a bumper cover or something that comes off and you can get it while you're in the flight stand and not have to throw a yellow for it, we'll try to do that. But... We're not going to put ourselves in harm's way to do that either. It's a way better option to throw the yellow flag than to get hit by a stock car. I can guarantee you that. As a driver, you just picked up a big win at Hancock County Speedway in Britt. That had to feel good. Yeah, that one's been a long time coming. You know, I said earlier, we won an unsanctioned novice Hornet race in 2003, and that was the last time I had won anything. 
We can do the math. That's a long time, though. Winning that Hancock County Speedway is kind of special to me to get the first IMCA win there. That's where we lost my dad three years ago was at the Hancock County Speedway. He passed away from a heart attack at the racetrack there. So a little extra something there to get that one. And the way we had to get that one, we got ran off the track on the first lap and had to restart at the back. And I don't like to brag on ourselves very often, but we had the best car that night. And we passed them all again. And ends up picking up the win. The only unfortunate part of that win was there was nobody there to really uh, celebrate it with me. Ashley and Hendrick and my stepmom Mindy and mom Carrie all were at home that night. So at least I got to make some good phone calls, tell them that I won on that day. Eight years prior to that, we had been upside down in Algona. So it was a better phone call to make saying that we were in Victory Lane and not upside down. And on the plus side, Hendrick had a trophy sitting here waiting for him at home on Saturday morning when he got out of bed. So he was pretty excited about having a trophy. The last time we had been in Brett, he was with me, broken axle, and actually drove it off the top of turn one and two, and that's a big ride over there. That's all I can tell everybody is that Daddy drove off the track. Well, now we got him to say Daddy brought home a trophy, so that's a little better story to tell. You're also helping out on the promotional side with the Bumblebee National, sponsored by Extreme Powder Coating. Yeah, you know, Mick Rikus and that whole crew from Extreme Powder Coating really stepped up to the plate this year to help us make that race even a bigger deal. Sport compact drivers don't necessarily always get to race for big money shows. You see a lot of $1,000 to win hobby stock, sport mod stock car modified shows, but very rarely, at least in our area, do you see a $1,000 to win $100 to start a sport compact race. So I put a lot of effort in here. It's definitely not just a me thing. All the sponsors that step up to support that race, you know, the Kassuth County Fair Board, the Kassuth County Speedway, Ron Reefer, all those guys, allowing me to kind of take that race under my wing a little bit and try to make that a big deal for those guys and gals. You know, this year, the race paid $1,000 to win, $100 to start, and everybody from sixth place on back also got some kind of extra contingency prize as well, a Casey gift card, a car care package from Arnold Motor Supply. And then the winner picked up a $500 powder coating certificate from Extreme Powder Coating as well, so they were pretty excited about that. We're going to try to make that a bigger show again next year. We just keep trying to grow that every year, just because I feel that those guys and gals tend to get forgotten about a little bit when they're out there, and we want to be able to make that as big as we can for them. We sat by you at the 2021 Harris Clash at Deer Creek Speedway. You drove home to Fairmont, went to work all day, and then went to Alta to race that night. The life of a racing family. I've tried to cut back a little bit now since Hendrick's getting a little older, and I don't want to miss doing things with him because he's only going to be two and three years old one time. So we've cut back a little bit. I say that as we're getting ready to go four or five nights in a row here again, but I'm grateful that I have a wife that lets me spend most of the summer not at home. I make up for it as much as I can in the winter by not really doing anything all the winter besides staying at home and hanging out with those two. So we do race a lot. We get 60 to 80 shows in a year between flagging and racing. We're doing more racing this year than I had anticipated, but when the results are good, it makes that itch a little harder to get rid of. And we've had some good runs in it this year. I'm looking at the car sitting on the trailer in front of my house right now, actually getting ready to go again here. You know, after we won one at Brick, it kind of makes you want to keep going back. We weren't going to run for points anywhere, and now we're kind of finding ourselves halfway committed to running Brit every week. And we're having fun again. A lot of people gave me a hard time about selling the hobby stock and buying a sport compact again. And I'll tell anybody who wants to give me a hard time about it that I'm having more fun driving the sport compact than I did the last three or four years on the hobby stock. And they're cheaper to work on, they're cheaper to run, and they're just as much fun. I have more fun racing with the people that I'm racing with now. We're not getting tore up every night. I mean, we got two of them sitting there for less than the price of one hobby stock. So happy to be doing what we're doing. 
and happy to have the support from the sponsors that we've had to allow us to raise kind of a limited schedule and just kind of go when we want. But Hendrick likes sprint cars. Is there one of those in the future? Man, playing between me and you and everybody that's going to be listening to this, I guess. I hope we can get them on the modified or late model kick more than the sprint car. But right now, you know, sprint cars are very recognizable. They're very distinct looking. To a two-year-old, I'm sure modified late models and stock cars all look pretty similar. But he can pick on the sprint car from a mile away. We went to here just a couple weeks ago. I guess it was Memorial Weekend before the storm came through over there. We went over there, and he really enjoyed that. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of sprint car racing in our area anymore, so we don't get to see him very often. But when we get the opportunity, we like to take him, and he seems to have fun with that. Like I said, hopefully, you know, nothing again. I love sprint car racing, too. I love all forms of motorsports. But, you know, in our area, it's modified and stock cars, so hopefully we can get him on the uh, the fender card bandwagon sometime here and get over. But I'm sure there's a go-kart in the not-so-distant future there, Clean. That's going to be the step number one. Logan, thanks for all you do. I know you don't get enough appreciation for the job because a flagman is unappreciated for everything that you have to do in one single night out there on the flag stand. And it's a blast seeing you back in Victory Lane as a driver. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on the Dirt Show today. Yeah, thank you for uh, allowing me to do this show. I know we've talked about it for a while, trying to do it, and it finally worked out. To get it done this year, thank goodness it's after I got to Victory Lane as a driver. That made it a little better because I didn't know what we were really going to talk about if I hadn't done anything real cool lately. So at least I had something to add to the show this time. You knew the show was coming up, so you got her done. That's what we had to do, right? We had to have, we had to have something good to talk about, right, Clay? Absolutely. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Clay. I appreciate it, bud. Come on, kids. Let's go outside to play. Hello, Wolf and Sons. Can you come spray my yard for mosquitoes? If you can't be outside because of the mosquitoes, call Wolf and Sons at 507-455-3524. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packing needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized service to ensure quality products for you and your clients. See FoamCraftPackaging.com or call them at 507-455-2893. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made, Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. For over 40 years, winning drivers have relied on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Pro-Grade Full Synthetic Oil and High Performance Lubricants. 
VP's goal was to develop a best-in-class racing oil that offers world-class cutting-edge technology, enhanced durability and wear protection from the street to the track. VP's got you covered with the next-generation performance. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Chad Weirs from Weirs Machine. And Chad, let's start off with a little trivia. What was the first circle track part made by Weirs Machine? Back when we started the company, the first part was WM1, which was a brake keeper for a go-kart brake caliper to keep the adjuster screws in it. So built a stamping die in college for that. That was the first production part we made, and then few years after we had made that, the company has actually changed the way they made the calipers and obsolete the parts, so fortunately we don't even make that part anymore, but WM1 is what we started with. The knowledge that comes from your team cannot be measured. I read through your posts and I watch the videos, and it's the simple things that make all the difference. Yeah, I mean, I've surrounded myself with great people. I've been fortunate. I've been here now for 25 years, and basically been in the industry my whole life, but I got some of the greatest racers, greatest crew chiefs and engine builders and the chassis builders on our team, you know, so there's no shortage of great ideas, great tips and things to make cars better and go faster and win races. That's pretty much what we're all about here, you know, we want to make the best parts to last and we want to make the most advanced parts to help you win the races. Talking to Billy Steinberg at the Deer Creek Indoor Car Show this spring, we discussed the Weir's tech line the ability to call and speak to a driver that runs the parts and who knows exactly how to help another driver with questions about Weir's machine parts is a huge benefit. We have two drivers on our staff here, basically, that take the brunt of the tech call. Steve Bachman races, Billy also races. Now, I'm a former crew chief, never drove. And then Austin, my nephew, takes a lot of the tech calls. But like I said, we pride ourselves on having the best parts and the best customer service and having people that actually use the product and know what they're doing and know what they're talking about. You don't call a weird machine and just get somebody that went to college to be a tech support line, basically. Always the innovator. What is the latest product or products you have released or are currently working on? We're always working on new products here. You know, like I said, we got a great team of people that bring us ideas on how to make things better, and we're working on new products and testing new products all the time. And we just released a Sipe tool setter for when they are grooving and siping the tires. We made a little aluminum block that basically sets the depth of the blade, and ours is a little different than some because we can set the blades at an angle. So we kind of look at some of the things that are out there, or if there's a void and not a tool in the industry, and try to either make a tool that's there better. You and Bob Harris just recently recorded your 60th episode of Race Tech Info. That has really gained a loyal following. Yeah, it's pretty cool what it's turned into, you know, when the whole COVID thing went down. A lot of people were doing a Facebook Live or whatever, and Bob called and he's like, hey, you want to go live for an hour and do this kind of the COVID, see how everybody's doing or whatever. And I'm like, sure, that'd be pretty cool, you know. So we got together and did that first one and blown away. There were so many questions. I think the first night we had 300 people watching it live, and it was just like, holy cow, this is really cool. And Bob and I kind of talked, and maybe we should do it again. We did it again, and same thing, and... Facebook gives you a platform nationally, and once one guy talks about it or somebody shares it or whatnot, we got quite a following going there, and we get great questions from racers all over the country that we're helping win races, and then they come back on the show and say, hey, you guys taught me over the last year watching all these videos, it's really 
changed my program and made me better, and I got my first ever win last week. You know, that's what keeps Bob and I going, and that's why we do what we do. You know, we want to help guys win races, so the show has been a lot of fun. So many of the top-running drivers are Weir's Machine customers, which also means you get a chance to attend some of the area's premier events. What are a few of them you've attended so far this season? Well, last weekend we were out at Deer Creek for the Gopher 50. We were at the Maryland you know, at uh, South City earlier in the year in Clashed Creek, and then we'll do the Super National Jamboree. So we get to quite a few large events. We're kind of spoiled right here having Deer Creek and Fountain City Right close to headquarters, it gives us a really great avenue to test our products close to the headquarters here. And that's such a great group of people that race at them tracks that love working with us. And pretty cool when I walk in, they're kind of wondering if I'm carrying a new product or not. So it's neat to be able to come to the local tracks here and kind of give these guys stuff to test and get some really good feedback close to the house. It's pretty neat to be involved and get to go to these large events all over the country and support our customers. That's, we're working on a brand new factory support trailer right now that we just got that we actually ordered a year ago. So we're trying to debut that in a couple weeks here just to better serve our customers. You know, I think that's what we do best. We go to the racetrack and take care of our team and provide the best factory support in the industry. Fans and drivers can also come down and visit with you in the pit areas at the Harris Clash on August 2nd at Deer Creek Speedway. Between you, Bob, and Pat Fagan, you three helped put on a great show. I love the Harris Clash. Bob's become one of my best friends in the industry, and Ben Baker will be there, and Pat, like you said. And you know, We all thrive on each other. We all try to do the best we can to support our people, and the Harris Clash has become one of my favorite races, and it's a, a modified crown jewel. And we're excited to be a part of it. We're making the trophies right now for that. One of the coolest trophies in the industry. Bob obviously been involved in shocks and stuff his whole life, and cars, and he wanted to build a cool trophy, and why don't we put some shocks on it? So I put shocks on it, and then we got Pat involved, and we put a drive shaft in there, and then a bunch of my products on there. So just a all-around awesome event. That's kind of where we're trying to debut that new trailer in a couple weeks. So we just started thrashing on that. Actually, today we got our backed in and try and test drive that out uh, to Deer Creek here in a couple weeks. If a listener has an idea or they want to find out more about Weir's machine, what's the best way to do that, Chad? Yeah, I mean, our phone lines are always open. 608-486-4343 is our, our main line here at weirsmachine at gmail.com. That's where we, we take product ideas quite a few times a week, actually. There's all kinds of people come to us with great ideas. Part of the thing I think we thrive on is we recognize the person, give them credit, take care of them, you know, when they bring us the ideas. Chad, thanks for all you do in the racing industry. Can't wait to see you at the Harris Clash, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit is going to be our track tribute to Ascot Speedway and will run from May through September this year. Our track tribute to Ascot Speedway will feature eight of the historically significant race cars that raced during Ascot's heydays of dirt track racing on both the big half-mile track and Ascot's quarter-mile track. Also, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will feature several racing videos and interviews that took place when Ascot was still in existence. With many of our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees from California and the history of their careers shaped at Ascot Speedway, you can expect to see and learn more about these drivers' accomplishments and Hall of Fame careers at the track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you're a West Coast slide-em-in sprint car fan, you won't want to miss our track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car 
Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts is the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Now, under new ownership, the mission will not change. Providing drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9 inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more to racers everywhere. Call Fast Shaft today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Had an accident or fender bender? Luckily, Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are close by. The staff at Midwest Collision has years of collision repair experience under their belts. They also use state-of-the-art painting, paint matching, and repair technology to get your vehicle back on the road as soon as possible, like nothing ever happened. No job is too big or too small. Midwest Collision treats each repair with the same amount of dedication. Call the professionals today at 332-2434 for all your collision repair needs. You bend them, we mend them. Whether you're running for the checkered flag, blasting down the strip, or cruising in the boulevard, you want crisp plow response and reliable horsepower. Byers Engine Service offers a full machine shop that can completely machine and rebuild your tractor, race car, or streetcar engine and put some life under your hood. No gimmicks, just horsepower. See BuyersEngine.com or call 507-282-5586. Extreme! Extreme! Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things mod light in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their mod light platform in action. Kicking off the new endeavor, Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 mod light roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Don Masters. And Don, Wednesday night, July 27th, the vintage cars will be racing at Fairmont Raceway along with the regular classes. What can fans expect to see that evening? Well, I hope some good racing. We definitely got some fast cars in that vintage car class. Should be interesting. Mark Noble has been racing with us in uh, number 38, Nova, so he's tough to beat. For me to see... These old cars make laps around the track, brings back so many memories as a little kid at the races. Also, many of the drivers, like you mentioned, Mark Noble and yourself, are former retired drivers, and it gives them an opportunity to get back in these cars and have some fun, and you guys are a blast to watch. Yeah, just turn and laugh and have fun without all the regular point systems and stuff, things like that. It's, it's just fun to do. And also the opportunity to maintain these old cars. Some of them are actually vintage cars and others are full-blown replicas. Yeah, most of the fast ones got far better suspensions on them when they, when they were actually raced years ago. Or they're replicas that made to look like one with a sophisticated chassis under it. Yeah, the new shocks tend to corner a lot better than the old friction shocks. Yeah. (laughs) 
it's, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to get other people coming in from other areas and meeting new people and stuff. So it's a nice hobby, something to do to take up a little time. And all of us enjoyed racing. And this way we can continue here and there, not all the time. Where else can fans see the vintage cars race this season? Do you have a schedule they can look up? Yeah, I think we're done at Algoma for the year unless something pops up. I know Mark Holt, who uh, heads up the Nostalgia Dirt Series, him and his brother Ben, I know they got some things in the work yet. But right now we've got the two races at Fairmont, as you mentioned, the 27th of July and then also the 26th of August at Fairmont. But there's still four races at Fort Dodge, although that is a ways to go. But we still have four races in the books there. And there's a lot of history down in the Fort Dodge area with vintage cars and racing. Yeah, I guess so. I, I've never really known, but uh, the more I hear about it, there is quite a few that used to race in that area, Webster City area, and then you go over a little further west there in the Harlan area. Out of that way, there's a lot of them through there, too. Fans might also get to see a top-secret surprise that might be debuted soon. That's what I'm hearing. This ought to be fun. We'll see what happens. And when will that top-secret surprise be debuted? I believe it is the 27th, if my connections are correct. Don, you also take care of the Fairmont Archive page, and I can't believe sometimes when I jump on there how much new stuff has been added since the last time I looked. You have really been busy working on that because there is a lot of incredible history and, and pictures. Well, here again, this is this is kind of a hobby, too, and uh, I enjoy finding more stuff and putting more stuff on there. It costs a bit to have that site up every year, you know, so I'm trying to find as much stuff that I can put on there to get my money's worth. The one thing I always think is when I snap a photo, the next day, it is history. Literally, that event is never going to happen again, and when you look at each and every one of those pictures, the driver in the picture the car in the picture, the old sponsors on the side of the car, maybe the tow truck in the background. It is just amazing to be able to scroll through all of those photos and think how cool it was back in that time period to be able to race against that particular group of guys. Yeah, what's neat about that is a photo actually freezes time. That's how it was at that time. And having all those photos on it, brings back a lot of memories for a lot of people, and and, and that's why I do it. It's just for the sheer memories of, of remembering those times. If somebody has a box of old photos and they're wondering where should these be donated to, if you have anything from the Fairmont area, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Don? On my website, you can get a hold of me through there. My phone number's on there. Uh, if you look at uh, one of those pages that gives a history or something like that, my phone number will be in there, but yeah, that's probably the easiest way because it gives me my phone number. Or a lot of times, if I'm at the racetrack, if I know somebody's going to bring photos, I can bring a scanner, scan them right there at the track, or I can go meet somebody someplace or at their house or whatever. Whatever it takes, I can get it done. I can scan photos and I can scan negatives also. That's really helpful. It does a great job. As you can see, a lot of those pictures that I just put up going back into the 60s were all negatives and how well they turned out. Don, looking forward to seeing the debut of the brand new surprise on Wednesday night, July 27th at Fairmont Raceway. And thanks for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show today. 
Hey, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve Southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floors. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Alec, the owner of the Winstead Napa Auto Parts Store. And Alec, so many people are out on the roads, whether they're towing a vintage car on a trailer, heading to the races, to the campgrounds, taking the boat to a lake. And if you have a breakdown along the road, problems with your trailer, either lighting, you need some wiring, even something breaks on the tongue. Just look for your local Napa store because you guys can really help out. Yeah, we carry a full line of lighting, trailer wiring, harnesses. A lot of times we can go to outside suppliers and get more heavy-duty pieces as well. We do some of the work there ourselves. You know, if you need something quick, we can always help you out. You come in, we can help you set up the wiring harnesses, figure out exactly what you need. And Alec, we have talked about that on the show over the season the Napa store is really your knowledge hub in that town. You have all the connections to the shops that can get you in and get something fixed, the guys in the area that can weld if something breaks. You are the go-to place. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I like to tell my team that we sell service, not car parts. That's really where we strive and what we try to do for the customer is, you know, go above and beyond and and really help them get it fixed, not just, here's your part, you're back on the road, you figure it out. We really like to go above and beyond to really help the customer. And the car enthusiasts that are listening out there will know exactly when I mention this name, Wizard Products. I had the opportunity years and years ago to meet those guys at the Iola Car Show in Wisconsin. What a great group of guys, and what an outstanding product. Oh, absolutely. It's, I personally think it's the best product out there. I use it myself. Matter store, we carry the full line. Um, I offer it at a really good price just because it's a product I really like. And if it's mist and shine, we have it in the gallon and the sprays, Shine Master, all those products, we have them all. It's amazing when you get your vehicle done. I've set a towel on the roof and watch it just slide across the roof, down the back window, across the trunk, and onto the ground because it puts such a beautiful finish on that car. It's just so slick. Oh, absolutely, and it's it's so easy to use, too. You know, spray on, wipe off. It has a nice smell to it, which doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's a great product. Alec, 
Where are you located in Winstead for people to find you? The address for the store is 465 6th Street North, Winstead, Minnesota, right on the road, just down from downtown. We're easy to find. Big blue, gray building, nap sign, right there in town, right across from Casey's. Thank you for all you do in your local community. I know you support many events out in your area, just like all the other stores we've had on throughout the season. And thanks for being there when the customers need you. Absolutely. Thank you. Toner's Lake Carding Facility offers dirt oval carding at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great cart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair cart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Carding, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakecarding.org for more details. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Michigan Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684-2100 or online at mizgen.com. Miskin Auto Parts, in God we trust. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641 Sell or go to landpros.com. That's L A N D P R O Z.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookie Sauces and Seasonings. Kasuth County Speedway was racing last Thursday night, July 7th, in the Modifieds. Nick Meyer over Jeremy Mills in the Sport Mods. Matthew Loaf over Alec Fett in the Hobby Stocks. Brandon Nielsen over Jay Seidels in the Sport Compacts. Devin Jones over Jade Lang. And in the Stock Cars, Troy Swearingen over McCain Jennings. KRA Speedway in Wilmer was also racing last Thursday night, July 7th, in the Pier Stocks. Cody Hatch over Jared Kelm in the Modifieds. Brian Hobbin over Josh Bellafue in the Midwest Modifieds. Jake Smith over Corey Merworth in the Mod 4s. Tyler Larson over Dean Larson in the Super Stocks. Jay Hedke over Zach Schultz in the Street Stocks. Derek Zizi over Braden Brower. And in the Hornets, Justin Sklitsky over Blake Hawker. I-94 Speedway was racing last Friday night, July 8th. In the late models, Ben Wolden over Travis Sauer. In the short trackers, Sean Beto over Waylon Current. In the late models, Kevin Robertson over Blake Swenson. In the Midwest mods, Brendan Gov over Travis Sauer. And in the modified A-Main, Tyler Peterson over Brandon Coop. Worthington Speedway was racing last Saturday night, July 9th. In the Bombers, Kent Miller over Brock Hammock. In the Hobby Stocks, Malik Sampson over John Ross. In the Modifieds, Cole Bentz over Benjamin Chikuski. In the Sport Mods, Connor Vanderweird over Taylor Johnson. In the Sport Compacts, Brandon Hartman over Jason Bolt. And in the Stock Cars, Jeffrey Larson over Dustin Larson. Madison Speedway was racing last Saturday night, July 9th. In the Pier Stocks, Alex Greninger over Justin Peterson. In the Limited Late Models, 
Eagles, Chris Wilkie over Johnny Lindgren in the Hornets, Adam Vanderstein over Tanner Freeze in the Midwest Modifieds, Justin Van Epps over Darren Essinger in the Street Stocks, Kyle Dykoff over Corey Grissinger and in the Super Stocks, Blake Whitelock over Corey Elward. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, July 9th. In the Hobby Stock A Main, Corey Probst over Chad Volk. In the Sport Compacts, Nate Koopman over Brett McDonald. In the Outlaw Hobby, Carl Hewitt Jr. over Dakota Robinson. In the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf over John Albrecht. In the Race Saver Sprint Cars, Bill Johnson over Mike Stein. In the Stock Cars, Kurt Lund over Dan McEnthune, and in the IMCA Modifieds, Dalton Majors over Chad Porter. Deer Creek Speedway hosted the Gopher 50 for three days, July 7th through the 9th, Thursday night, July 7th, in the late models, Chris Madden over Brandon Shepard, and in the Modifieds, Jake Tim over Rodney Sanders. Night two of the Napa Gopher 50 in the late models, Jonathan Davenport over Brandon Overton, and in the Modifieds, Lucas Shot over Brandon Davis. Finale night of the Gopher 50, Saturday night, July 9th. In the 75 lap 50,000 to win A Main, Brandon Overton over Chris Madden. And in the Modifieds, Jake Tim over Rodney Sanders. Viking Speedway was racing last Saturday night, July 9th. In the Midwest Modifieds, Taylor Bitson over Brendan Blazek. In the Modifieds, Brady Gertis over Don Ishens. In the Street Stocks, Ryan Sater over Roger Bierkness. In the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski over Jeff Krause. In the Short Trackers, David Wall over Jeff Hansen. Ogilvy Raceway was racing last Saturday night, July 9th. In the Midwest Modifieds, Wyatt Boyum over Kennedy Swan. In the Super Stocks, Dexton Cook over Jeremy Nelson. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel over Jeff Nowak. And in the Hornets, Mac Johnston over Joseph Wilbert. The wings were flying at Knoxville Raceway last Saturday night. In the 4-10-20 lap A main, Gio Selzy over Brian Brown. In the 360 wing sprint car, 18 lap A main, Terry McCarl visiting victory lane again over Aaron Reitzel. And in the Pro Series A main, Mike Mayberry over Mike Johnston. Granite City Motor Park was racing last Sunday night, July 10th. In the Street Stocks, Ty Agan over Kyle Dykoff. In the Hornets, Justin Sklitsky over Mac Johnston. In the Midwest Modifieds, Jake Smith over Cody Lee. And in the Modifieds, Johnny Brookings over Dan Ebert. Hewsett Speedway hosted the three-day USAC Nationals July 8th through the 10th. Friday night, July 8th. In the USAC Midgets, Buddy Kofoit over Thomas Meserol, and in the 410 USAC Amsoil non-wing sprint cars, Robert Ballou over Justin Grant, and in the race saver wing sprint cars, Jack Berger over Bill Johnson. Night two of the USAC Nationals in the 30-lap USAC Midget A Main, Buddy Kofoid over Cannon McIntosh, and in the 410 non-wing Amsoil USAC sprint cars, Ryan Bernal over Justin Grant. And Sunday, July 10th, the finale of the USAC Nationals at Houston Speedway in the Midget A Main, Cannon McIntosh over Shane Golubic, and in the non-wing USAC Sprint Cars, Michael Moles over CJ Leary. If your classic isn't so classic, bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, 
We can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Otana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.